Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Cosmos, Cosmos Space-Time Odyssey, and Cosmos Possible Worlds. Cosmos Space Time Odyssey Episode 10, titled The Lost Worlds of Planet Earth. Yet another excellent, excellent episode all about uh, the various uh, forgotten landscapes of the world. Uh, How the Earth looked in the past, how certain elements of the Earth that we don't look at all that much look now. Uh, Just all the weird-ass landscapes that go entirely unnoticed when talking about our planet, and it's great. It's really, really fantastic, and I love it so much. So, this episode starts with a very cool deep dive into an age in Earth's history where insects were freaking huge. Like millipedes the size of alligators, dragonflies the size of eagles, just massive, massive damn insects. And the reason for that existing is actually fairly unexpected. The reason the insects were as large as they were was the evolution of trees. Uh, Some plant cells mutated so that they could build upward, grow taller, and uh, bend in the wind and all that. So that created the first ever trees. But the problem was that after trees evolved, the scavengers of that time couldn't couldn't eat the trees. Like, they couldn't digest uh, the material of trees. And so it would take, like, quite a long time before they would evolve the ability to do so, evolve the ability to process these things. And so a bunch of trees, a bunch of dead trees, just sort of were lying there on the ground and got buried underneath the ground, uh, got buried underneath soil. And, of course, like, you know, fifth grade level stuff, 
uh, plants, they take in CO2, they give off oxygen as waste, blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, when plants die, uh, and when plants start to decay, that process actually reverses. Uh, so they give off CO2 into the atmosphere. But the problem was, because the trees were being left there and not being eaten, and because they were undisturbed and just were buried underneath the soil, they took the CO2 with them. Like, they took the CO2 underneath the earth with them as they were getting buried, and so this resulted in an oxygen surplus, which ended up with twice as much air for the insects to breathe, and therefore they got bigger. Twice as much much oxygen for the insects to breathe, they got bigger. And it's just fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating how something seemingly unrelated in the environment completely changes the look of insects. That is fantastic. And then we dive into uh, the trees, like, being turned into coal and all that uh, as they got compressed and compressed and compressed and... We draw a line from this and start doing a big, long segment on the Permian extinction. Again. We do a second giant segment on the Permian extinction, which we've already covered in great detail. I swear to God, this is like a core issue with Cosmos, is that they just, they feel the need to repeat themselves quite often, like... If something occurred, if something was dived into several episodes ago, they feel the need to return to it because, like, God forbid people remember for a few weeks. Or if you're binge-watching it for a few hours. Like, it's, it's just kind of annoying. I don't like that. But they do that big segment, and then they eventually get around to new stuff again. Uh, We look at this mountain chain that's essentially a fossilized reef. Like, there was, like, an inland sea that had a reef in it. That reef was the victim of a mass extinction event. All the life just sank to the sea floor and then got buried and buried and buried and buried and buried as the uh, water went away and it just became dirt. Uh, then tectonic shifts, like, sort of brought up that fossilization to the surface, and we got, like, mountain chains, and erosion, like, sort of created mountains and all that. So, like, literally, like, there's this mountain chain that's just a fossilized reef, essentially, and we dive into that. Uh, we go into the discovery of Pangaea, the supercontinent Pangaea. Uh, and we talk about the entire path, like, scientists took to get from point A to B, B on that one. Uh, the guy who drew the first world atlas, the first modern world atlas, and noticed the puzzle piece shapes of the continents. Uh, the prevailing theory for years and years and years that there were land bridges. Uh, the fact that there were similar fossils on one edge of South America as there were on a corresponding edge of Africa. Like, there'd be similar fossils separated by a giant ocean. And so we have this one guy who says, like, I believe that there was all one continent and the continent split apart and moved and all of that. And then he got totally ridiculed and 
got ousted from the scientific world because no one wanted to believe him. Uh, and then decades later, uh, a woman would come along, notice a a ridge in the Atlantic Ocean, notice a deep ocean ridge in the Atlantic Ocean from maps of the ocean floor, and notice the correspondence b- between undersea earthquakes and that ridge basically proving tectonic plates and basically proving uh continental drift and all that uh so we have the entire journey to get to the formalization of yes there was definitely a supercontinent called pangea that definitely existed that was definitely a thing uh just the entire comprehensive history of how we got from point a to b on that discovery and then once again, Carl Sagan had a similar bit. Tyson basically just starts making an episode of Blue Planet. And he dives into the undersea, the ocean floor. We see the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. We see the Marianas Trench. Uh, we see all this uh, deep sea life that's just freaking cool and strange and amazing. And I love it. Uh, and that part is amazing. I'm always fascinated by the deep, deep, deep ocean stuff. Hell, there's a reason why uh, I did an entire season of this show on Blue Planet. (laughs) There's a reason why I went over there. Uh, So this segment was really, really fascinating. And then we get into the layers of the Earth. Particularly the mantle and the crust. And how the mantle kind of moves around and forces the crust to move with it. uh, How the crust resists. How... Sometimes the relationship between the two gets so stressed that earthquakes are caused and how this kind of creates the tectonic shifts and the continental drift and all that that sort of shapes certain aspects of the world, shapes certain aspects of the landscape over millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years. Uh, We get all into that and that's all fascinating. Tyson has this really great bit where he compresses millions of years of uh landscape shifting into a few seconds just seeing the earth at its own time scale to see just how truly like what's the word ever changing of an organism it is we get all of that and that's a really really cool bit as well uh tyson then shows us how Like, we get the Mediterranean area. We get the lush fields, like, surrounding the area of the... the, Surrounding the countryside near the Mediterranean Sea. And he tells us how, like, all of this, all the area the Mediterranean Sea occupied, uh, and all these fields around it, all this lush countryside around it, it was once a desert. It was once a harsh, unforgiving desert. And then one day, probably because an earthquake happened, the natural dam uh, between the Atlantic Ocean and this desert just gave way. And suddenly, like, just all this water came pouring in aggressively, like, just so fast. And over the years, it just kept flowing and flowing and flowing and filling this basin area into what we now know of as the Mediterranean Sea, and of course, the countryside around it is now lush and beautiful and amazing. And 
from this, we kind of get this big play-by-play, this big look at how the landscape of Earth shifting has shaped evolution. Uh, Particularly, Tyson spends a lot of time on how there was once a gap between North and South America. Then, like, the land sort of filled in. They got closer together. We have that little strip of land between the continents now that we now call Central America. And because of that, the currents shifted entirely. And because of that, the climate shifted. And so a spot in Africa that was once like this big foresty area, this big green foresty area with all these trees around, became like this sparse savanna. And because of that, the mammals in the area had to evolve, had to adapt, had to uh, work their way into this new landscape. Uh, And so they got the ability to walk and run great distances uh, over, over the ground instead of, like, through the trees. Uh, walk on surface level and run if need be uh, great distances, uh, which freed their arms up to sort of grab food and uh, eventually, when humans got smarter, make tools and all that. Uh, and, like, literally... This one piece of land shifting, these two continents half a world away, becoming one landmass, just changed this one landscape in Africa and set all of humanity, set all of uh, humans' ancestors onto the path that would lead to us, uh, onto the proper evolutionary path that would lead to us. And we get a bunch of stuff like that in this moment, and that is uh, great. Uh, Tyson gets into ice ages, like what happens when like Venus and Jupiter, they're pulling on uh, Earth's axes, axes a bit, kind of shifting it back and forth over the, uh, over the eons. <laughs> uh, and occasionally, like, the sun, the way the sun strikes the earth will be a certain way where the earth gets colder and then it'll move a different way and the earth will get warmer and blah, 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 blah. Uh, just constant cycle. And of course, we are now currently in a period of calm <laughs> between the storm of that push and pull on the earth from like Venus and Jupiter. Uh, but we get into that and that's, Fantastic. And then we get the standard ominous warning of, hey, we're screwing this up. We are living in a golden age. We are living in a perfect climate and we're ruining it. By pumping crap into the air and uh, just... Causing the earth to warm up. Causing climate change. Uh, like, ripping apart the natural world. Stop doing that. Like, we are dumping on the, all this coal and oil-powered stuff into the 
world. Like, the sun's right there. It has more energy than we'll ever need. Let's just use that. Uh, and we get that standard ominous, like, hey, we're screwing this up. Let's not screw this up. Let's fix this. And then we go back to the Halls of Extinction. We see that nameless corridor that Tyson pointed out episodes earlier. And Tyson then says, like, hey, that corridor, that empty corridor right there, if we're not careful, that could be us. If we're not careful, that could be us uh, in that uh, little hallway right there. Do better. <laughs> do, do better. Uh, and that's where the episode ends. That's where it all comes to a wonderful, happy, not at all, terrifying conclusion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great episode all around. Only three more left. We're almost done with the uh, space-time odyssey, and then we'll move on to the wonderful uh, land of possible worlds. Uh, anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the anchor app. I'll put those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Cosmos Space-Time Odyssey Episode 11. Talk to you then.